there, I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. It's great to be back today and I'm just taking a really deep breath and out before we get started. Breathing something that we do all the time. Well, that's if we're alive. We mostly do it without thinking. We breathe on average of 22,000 times a day and as I said, we don't have to think about it. The oxygen that we breathe into our lungs fuels us and we cannot live without it. In our daily lives, we all experience stress and stress is a necessary part of our life. It's a vital warning system producing the flight or fight response. However, it's also harmful to our health if we allow it to take over. Some of us are more prone to stress than others and it makes it difficult to cope with even the most simple things. Today, my guest, Emma Shearman, a young woman from the northern beaches, Sydney, is going to talk about breath work and ways to help reduce stress, as well as some other interesting things that she's been learning during COVID. So welcome, Emma. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure to be here. It's great to have a young person in the studio because a lot of us that are ageing fearlessly the over 50s, (laughs) we forget to ask questions of our youth and the new things that are being explored that can benefit our health. And you're doing all this breath work. So first of all, I want to find out just a little bit about you. So tell us about you and your journey to being 26. Yeah. um, Well, I got into breath work because I love spending a lot of time in the ocean, surfing, diving, um, and in particular chasing maybe bigger waves than most people like. And so I was doing um, rock running at Shelley Beach where you swim down, you pick up a rock and you try and run with it. And I was just loving how the fish come up to you and it, you, know, you feel quite hardcore. And it was meant to help with big wave surfing and um, through that, I learned of Led Hamilton and XPT, it's his program, and that's who I've trained with as a performance breath coach. Um, and also Wim Hof and all of the practices he's teaching. And it has been something that I just find that I'm consuming in my working hours, out of work, sharing, talking to friends, um, something that I love practicing every day and just felt like the right thing to go into. And for a lot of people, I'd say it's kind of like yoga 20 years ago where maybe a few people know about it or know how much depth of philosophy and um, incredible positive benefits it has on the body and mind. But it's kind of a little bit woo-woo or just not necessarily accessible everywhere and anywhere. I think that woo-woo is something that we're all becoming very familiar with and 
trying not to just go, oh, yeah, that's woo-woo, because I think most people are realising that there's a lot of benefits in some of the things that we think are just woo-woo. Yeah, 100%. Um, my, <laughs> I, I was making kombucha a few years ago, and my dad was like, oh, kind of turned his nose up at it. And then he got introduced it through his personal trainer and now loves it because it's not woo-woo. <laughs> and because your his personal trainer introduced him and not his daughter, Emma, <laughs> he went, this must be true. <laughs> Yeah, he loves it. Now. Don't you love it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, All yeah. the time happens. A, a friend of mine who's a, a doctor said quite often he can tell his his patients something, but they don't actually accept it till the person sitting next to them in the bus as a pass- another passenger tells them about something and they go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. They'll listen to the person in the bus but not the, the doctor. It's quite funny when we talk about things like that. Yeah. You mentioned Wim Hof. Mm-hmm. Explain who Wim Hof is. Yeah. So Wim Hof is, is an amazing man from the Netherlands and he's broken a lot of world records and what he practices is a form of tumour breathing um, that comes from Nepal and also cold plunging. Uh, and through that, a lot of his work is about releasing emotional trauma and stress and bringing people together to connect and also some of the benefits of breath work and how to the to the basics it's power breathing so you're doing hyperventilation and you're doing breath holds um, and you're doing maybe four or five rounds so maybe 15 minutes of that and one of the stories I love about tumor breathing is it was actually a way of taking men out into the mountains and they would have to do this throughout the night. And the chief was chosen by how many towels they could dry when put on top of them. And they did the breathing practice throughout the whole night. Um, and whoever could dry the most sheets won. So it's pretty fascinating. You can It's amazing how much body heat you can generate from within through your breathing and you get in the horse dance out after the plunging. Um, and Wim's story is he was going through a very tragic time and it was a way for him to deal with stress and trauma and then uh really shows how much when you put yourself in stressful situations like the cold plunging and this form of breathing when you voluntarily do it it really strengthens that muscle for how you can take on stress and navigate it and get through it and see enjoy parts of it and learn to cope better it's interesting because you know we've our body's natural reaction to stress is flight mm-hmm. or fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's built in within our DNA. Fortunately, in the world that we live in, especially here in Australia, we don't have to use fight or flight very no. often. Yes, something might frighten us and we jump and we mm. move quicker, more quickly than others. But in talking about that, our breathing is so important and quite often, you know, if you're stressed, your, your breathing's very shallow mm. and very fast. Yeah. And not ideal mm. for calming us down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. I'd say breath, breathing is the foundation of the house. And it's really hard to stop it from falling over if the foundation's not right. And um, trying to use thoughts to control other thoughts. It, it won't get very far. It'll be a vicious circle. When you use your breath, 
you're automatically sending signals to the brain to, you know, calm, um, drop back into a parasympathetic state, that you're safe and you produce different hormones. Um, for example, when you take a breath in, shyly, that's not giving your heart very much room to beat. It is actually speeding up the heart rate. And in that, you're just stimulating more of that sympathetic fight and flight go stage. And when you can drop it into a long exhale and slower breaths, that's automatically signaling to the body like, okay, you've, you're safe, you can settle, you can really drop into the present moment. Um, and a lot of the religious um, mantras or scripts, it comes back to five breaths. Um, and I think that's a really important notion to note that across a lot of cultures that that's a breath pattern that creates calmness and tranquility and yeah it's it's it impacts your heart rate impacts your emotional state and also your neurology I like to refer in my workshops when you do breath work or when you come to your breath it's not necessarily just throwing a rock in a pond and seeing the ripples, but it also stirs up the mud and makes the fish come through it, reflects the flow of the seaweed. It has so many, many um, incredible impacts. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think at whatever age, it's never too late to learn to breathe. And mm. sometimes as we get older, our anxiety levels can rise. Mm, definitely. And also your lung capacity shrinks as you get older. Mm. So over a age of 50... Yeah, your VO2 max starts to diminish and that's not great. It's almost like you have a smaller tank in the car with fuel wise. Yeah, and, and that oxygen is, is necessary for, for our bodies to function properly. It's not just, you know, breathing in, breathing out. Mm -hmm. it, it goes to every every fibre in our body yeah. to support us. And, I mean, I don't know a lot about this, only things I've heard over the years because I know when I suffered very badly from anxiety, a psychologist was trying to teach me mm. to breathe and you think, really, breathing's going to calm this down? <laughs> no chance, but, <laughs> but it does. Mm. And I, it's become you know, more and more common practice that people just say breathe, mm. you know, breathe. But there's, there's right ways to breathe as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so one thing I love to teach and James Nestor book breath is at the forefront of this research and really beautifully showcases it that just breathing through your nose for the majority of the day and trying to do it when you're asleep and when you're exercising most of the time really makes a big difference to your your stress and your mindset and your anxiety because if you can imagine you're you have um, you're not sleeping well you're not recovering better your shallow breathing at night or in the day, that's just amping up your sympathetic system more and more. When we were chatting the other day, when we caught up, we were talking about breathing and you were talking about nose breathing. Mm -hmm. And I've been consciously thinking about, do mm. I, am I more of a nose breather or a mouth breather? Bre yeah. Breather. Breather. <laughs> it gets tongue twisting. And I think I am more of a nose breather. I think for some people, issues with their nose can can make them more of a mouth yeah. breather. Yeah, your your jaw structure. So um, because of we're eating a lot more GMO modified grains and um, we're the only, the Western culture is the only culture not to really recognise how um, how critical it is to be 
breathing through our mouth when we're a child. So a lot of other cultures that will push the mouth up or put a band around it when they're when their babies are young. Yeah. Well, something that we were talking about the other day was snoring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we know that a lot of people these days are being tested for sleep apnea. Yeah. And the way they breathe is actually part to do very much well it's all to do with it isn't it yeah uh so that will a lot of it will come down to if they're stressed the tongue position things leading up to it yeah i love teaching in my workshops people a lot of them girls guys young old say they have problems snoring and i recommend a few exercises and also um, mouth taping and when you're breathing through your nose over the course of the night you're getting almost 20 percent more oxygen and you're having a longer, deeper, slower breath rate. So what that does is it allows your CO2 tolerance to almost rise, and then your ability to absorb the oxygen rises in, colora- in, coloration, in, in coloration to that. In, um, coala- in coalition. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard word, yeah. <laughs> um, and you're also going to wake up a lot more Um, hydrated because when you breathe through your mouth you're not sending the oxygen through a similar passage and a lot of people when you say oh do you wake up with a dry mouth or do you need to go to the bathroom in the night they'll say yeah and so that's is almost game changing when you put somebody who's been a mouth breather the whole night into getting them to breathe through the nose it's almost like being completely hungover to not hungover the next day yeah, and you mentioned mouth taping. It doesn't mean like a big piece of... <laughs> I think so. I'll just tape your mouth. Like, I've kidnapped you. I'm taping your mouth. It's like mm. I've heard that, like, the micropore tapes yep. that yeah. you can buy in the pharmacies that yep. are quite lightweight yeah. and not damaging to the skin. Yeah, tiny strip. That's yep. another thing that I told my dad and he thought it was a bit woo-woo and then he'd, he'd um, tried it one night and hasn't looked it back. Is you just you go to bed, you sleep through the whole night, you wake up not needing alarm. Your mother must love alarmed. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you are listening to Radio Northern Beaches eighty-eight point seven and ninety point three, your community radio station. In the studio with me at the moment is Emma Shearman and we are talking about breathing and breath work. And as you all know, breathing is pretty important to us and if we're not breathing, we're usually not alive. So welcome again, Emma. Tell us about the breath work and how you got into it. Mm. So it was coming up to Christmas and... I had been hearing a lot about Wim and the courses and talking to Dad about we were going to maybe go and do one together. And then I had a little bit of a wild idea. Rather than having a Christmas party or barbecue, but to put on a Wim Hof course for a closest friends and family instead of a gift or, um, yeah, another boozy barbecue. And so we hired a local Wim Hof instructor and they came over in between Christmas and New Year's Eve and, People were pretty nervous because, you know, you're asking people to get in the ice bath and to to do something that they've never really heard or given thought to. And it was just amazing to see people leave with a full heart and a lot more gratitude and contentment, especially in a 
really, really busy time of the year where you're socialising a lot but you're not completely present or completely happy. Um, and I just remember being, you know, kind of high on life then and thinking, wow, this has just been one of the best days I can remember in a long time and thinking I want to... Sh- feels really right to be in this space and hold the space and share this practice. Um, so that led me to diving deep into, okay, well, what does it look like? Do I want to be a Wim Hof instructor or um, what other training options are out there? And so I decided to go with Led Hamilton, uh, his XPT performance breath coach, because it combines the the power breathing of Wim Hof um, a lot, with a lot of uh, training for being a professional athlete and recovery and then also ability to handle stress and that's something I just saw as yeah all the pillars that I would love to learn in well you just look so stressed out there not <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously working for you what three sort of breath techniques you talked about three breath techniques mm. that we could all be doing better yeah so yes it comes down to the question uh is for each and every person like what do they want to feel do they want to calm down or do they need more energy and I would say most people today need to calm down we're overstimulated we're constantly in that sympathetic state the go 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 Um, so that's why I didn't choose to go into necessarily just teaching Wim Hof because that really is for it amps up your system rather than necessarily brings you back down so three ways to come back down and really feel calmer and breathe better first one through your nose we've been over that just um deep long breaths through your nose and if you're if you're talking all day and work uh it's really hard to breathe through your nose so try and do it when you're at home and, and not talking and drink a lot more water second one is box breathing this is a really nice one to do before bed or before meditation practice, or as a form of meditation practice. And you can get some great apps that help lead you through it. But the foundations is four seconds on inhale, four seconds hold with the inhale, four seconds exhale, then a four-second hold on exhale, and you repeat that for a couple of minutes. So it, the box being the four sides, four, 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 four. Yeah. So it's a square. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and that's a really, really beautiful for teaching you to get used to a long exhale. Uh, in my workshops, we do bolt testing and see your tolerance level. And a lot of people struggle with that um, long exhale or a breath hold because it's almost like their their system, the nervous system, isn't used to calming down, and it agitates it, and it's it's scared to kind of just stop and mm. and be. Uh, and then the third one is the one I like to teach because it's very easy to give people, you know, a twenty minute practice, a five minute practice, but we all need something for right in the moment. And uh, Andrew Huberman's lab is a, the scientist behind this. He's a neuroscientist, and it's a double inhale one exhale so double inhale through the nose and then one long exhale through the mouth yep and that's beautiful for signaling to your body to that you can calm down and get into a beautiful kayak um beautiful rhythm whether you're running or trying to just yeah find clarity or go Mm. into a yeah go into a meeting 
You, it's interesting because you think there's really only one type of breathing in and out, <laughs> but there are techniques to it as yeah. to how you breathe. Yeah. You know, timing it. And I know that that is something that the psychologist tried to teach me. Mm. It was important to, to be able to count it. Yeah. But I didn't really practice it enough. Yeah. But now I'm much more conscious of it. Yeah. Breathing is very much like driving a car, a manual car. Um, there's different gears. And knowing how to drive a manual car, knowing how to drive your breath so that you can, you know, alter and alter be in the right gear in the right time and uh, get through it. So Wim Hof would be like driving on the Autobahn when it's snowing, that's putting stress in your body and um, box breathing or really long exhales is like being in gear one or two and it's so much better on your system or on the car to be in those lowest, lower gears throughout most of the day. And avoid those kangaroo hops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bunny hops or whatever. You mentioned ice baths. Yeah. So before we go to the next song, can you talk a little bit about ice baths and ice baths, what they are <laughs> and why are they important? Why are people now starting to embrace mm, ice baths? Yeah. So ice bath could be like a cold water plunge or it can be literally putting ice in I have a deep chest freezer, so literally a old freezer or um or you can put it in an old bathtub and what you're doing is you're hopping in voluntarily for two minutes and that's putting your body in a different kind of stress kind of like same type of stress as if you're surfing big wave or if you're training really hard or um, fasting and it's cleaning up inflammation in the body and it's helping flush the capillaries and pump the blood throughout your body uh, but also it's strengthening that muscle of the ability to navigate and make it through something really stressful, the vagus nerve system. And that's why the two-minute mark is like the optimal minimum amount of time in there for the benefits and the recovery. So I do it at the end of the workshops and something that I became quite addicted to and see, that, you know, such amazing, you just have this new energy for life afterwards and you, your body feels amazing and it helps to develop brown fat which is great and uh it's funny how my I got my aunt in Canada into cold plunging and I just said just try it one or two days and trust me you'll get addicted and she's on day like 130 she's like I'm not addicted <laughs> so she's been plunging for 130 days yeah in the lake and that's like five degrees so wow yeah and yes. Well, we're going to talk more about your workshops later mm. and, and what you do and the benefits. I, I want yeah. to talk about the benefits. And um, this isn't about selling workshops, but it's just showing the benefit in the workplace mm. of breathing and ice baths and, and de-stressing. Yeah. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3 your community radio station. I'm in the studio at the moment with Emma Shearman and we're talking about breath work, Wim Hof techniques. We're talking about um, ice baths and we're really talking about stress reduction through breath work. And also I wanted to dive into free diving, which something Emma did 
during COVID. Now, there were so few things that we could actually do through lockdown and Emma found this whole new world of free diving. So, Emma, what is free diving? How, I know through COVID, you got involved and the spearfishing and also the breathing and what's involved. Mm. I've asked you 10 questions (laughs) in one. So let's let's go with you just talk. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's one of the most challenging sports I think I do and have learned. There's so much mental um, pushing down mental fears and trusting in your body and uh, really tuning in different days you dive at different different depths and your ears might go a lot earlier or you just think oh I just don't have it in me and it's it's something that you just really become present and um, especially when you're spearfishing because you you also have an objective but just going out into Shelley and going down deep and trying to relax your whole body and Usually I've done a um, A to 2, which is 20 metres depth, but normally you dive around 10 or 11 or 12 metres when you're diving. And just being down there and seeing all the activity and there's moments where you just really feel for a split second you're a part of that world and just the magic and all the different fish and and animals that swim by, it's, it's incredible. And the free diving itself, though, it's a very mm. difficult thing to do because, mm. well, I know, first of all, I probably have a little bit of body fat on me. So mm-hmm. to actually get down and stay down for very long is difficult. And secondly, when you start to run out of breath, mm. which might be within about 20 or 30 seconds, that urge to come to the surface and take yeah. that gulp of air. Yeah, so teaching you from the beginning when you're breathing in before you go down, just feeling really calm and you want to do a big, nice, long inhale deep into the diaphragm and the whole going down um, to the to the floor, you want to be using at least amount of energy as possible. So relaxing the neck, kicking really nice and slowly and you have weight belts. And then when you're starting to feel those contractions or those sensations, and they're different for everyone, which one comes first, but you have so much more oxygen left in your body. It's purely your tolerance to this to co2 and um that brings on that sensation like i need to take a breath so then it becomes a mental thing and there's different techniques like a finger pattern you can you know squeeze your fingers or do a tapping and or if you see a fish and you're like okay i want to go after that fish you forget about that urge to breathe and um and then you come back to the surface and you want to be slow and steady and come back and recover properly on the top uh, so it's in a way it's incredibly challenging but incredibly meditative and also you know you get a beautiful adrenaline adrenaline rush as well at times um yeah so i i think i got into spearfishing first and i've loved that because it shows the beauty of when you slow down and you do something from the start to the finish, you have so much more appreciation. So rather than going to Harris Farm and getting a piece of salmon, catching your own fish, that takes sometimes five hours from start to finish and scaling it and shooting something with gratitude and then sharing it in a meal. 
there's just feels like a lot of you know the beautiful simple things in life is experienced so that's where I've um really enjoyed you know that practice of tuning in but of what's happening in the world down there and my body and um and yeah just what it means to be here well as human beings that's how we started life we were hunters and gatherers (laughs) and we used to have to catch our own fish and and gather our own food and we had roles in, Mm. in going out and doing that um we've forgotten it because you can go down to coles woolies iga wherever you want and aldi and buy just about anything you want to eat and not always healthy because it's filled with sugars and Mm. things that really our bodies weren't designed to have so much of if at all um i know the free diving is quite can be a dangerous sport yeah do you have fears about it or how do you – I know with diving, especially just even with a tank, you're mm. supposed to have a buddy. Yeah. What's the – what What do you do with free diving? Yeah. Uh, so some free diving and spearing for me is when you, you find something where you, you, you don't think too much twice about. So I've been out to the fads, which is a few k's offshore, dived out there, which is one other friend, and that's in the middle of the ocean and it was stormy and – I don't get that immediate sense of fear. It feels like I'm in exactly where I need to be in life. So that's different from person to person. But there are key things that will turn something that's really beautiful into something really tragic. Two things is, yeah, diving with a buddy, always having somebody there to keep an eye on you in case you do shallow water blackout or in case something goes wrong, um, especially if you're spearing and, you you know, you under rock shelves or things like that. It's the same with skiing or mm-hmm. ocean swimming. Yep. Uh, the second thing, and that's something that I've learned really early, is not doing any form of breath work before you go out diving. So Wim Hof became really popular for people before they went spearing because uh, it allows you to extend your breath holds. It turns off that trigger to make you want to take a breath. And so you could be down there for a lot longer, but then you're not getting any of those sensations like, oh, okay, I need to go to the surface. So you just completely wipe yourself out. Uh, so not doing any breath work before you get in. And that's a really that has been a really gray area. And so I, I love to share that and make it really clear in, in my um, practice. The second thing, oh, sorry, the third thing is giving yourself recovery time on the top. So... It's not so much about how deep you go and how long you're down there for, but it's whether you're staying for enough time on the top so that you can reset your blood gases. A lot of the abalone divers and the lobster divers are the ones that actually die in shallow water blackout because they're just that item is or the catch isn't going anywhere. So they can go up and down really quickly to try and get it off, but they're not recovering, Mm. and that's where you shallow water blackout. So yeah. the the rule of thumb is three times the amount of time you're down, you stay on top. Um, you have a, a couple of other passions, surfing, mm-hmm. but big surf. Yeah. Is that scary? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's scary. And I, I'm so, I have a go, but I'm not pro or no one here. I have so much respect for those the people out there and charging it. Um, I just dabble in it and, and do like to get out there and, really 
you know, test your your fear and your um, ability to, you know, you're so much more capable than you think. And a lot of time it's just your mind that yeah. that creeps in. Uh, I've surfed a bomb me up at Long Reef and that was uh, at a time where I was doing a lot of breath work training and felt really fit and confident in my body and my surfing and a friend just said oh do you want to paddle out I'm going to paddle out the tide's coming up so it's only going to get you know smaller and I said yes and got a few really big beautiful waves and another you know one of my best days of my life yeah. uh, but it's different spearing I, I feel like okay I'm in I'm, I feel so confident and calm and um, clear Big wave surfing, it's it's a different type of adrenaline and you're out there for three or four hours and you have so much cortisol pumping through your body and it's, can you sustain that? Mm. And, you know, when, when it's crucial, can you push through? Mm. Yeah. Well, surfing is something one day I want to want to get, you know, I've had a few goes, but I'm, it's, mm-hmm. it's time. It's like anything. You can't just jump in one day a week mm. and expect to learn it. So. Yeah in the future because I think it's a sport we can all learn if we keep yeah. a certain amount of fitness yeah. and you know if I struggle with it I'll go to a boogie board something discomfort and challenging yourself mm. how important is this all through our lives yeah oh I, I really believe in it even like you know starting business or taking a class for the first time whether it's a French class or a salsa class putting yourself out there and testing and trying and failing and um, stress, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's really actually important for our systems. It gives a, gives a release of hormones that make us feel really good, especially with the effort that goes into it. And it's just knowing like where to get that stress from or how do you, how can you channel it so that you it's positive and then learn how to compartmentalize it or turn it off or not get stressed by the things, the everyday little things. Um, one of the things you and I were talking about the other day, and I wanted to bring this in mm. very quickly before we go to another song, is you did some work. You don't have to say who you did this work with, but you did some work with a company recently. Can you mm. tell us about that? It was a really stressed out work environment yeah. and you were invited in to do some breath work and yeah. they were asked to bring something that they could swim in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... I've done a few recently, and what the last one was for a brokering firm in the city, a bunch of traders, and they are just on all day and go, 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 and it's really hard for them to switch off, and it's about the next sell and the next buy. And the uh, trading director asked if I came in and give them, you know, tools to know how to kind of come back down into a um, quiet place and also a team bonding activity so that, that they felt, you know, the recharge for life and a bit more gratitude and wasn't another boozy off-site meeting. So I went into the city and set up an ice bath in a trading room and we did breath work and they found it really powerful because I can imagine that they haven't done anything like that in a really long time. And they had the chance to really feel some emotions and... Um, have new new gratitude for their family and um, you know what what was going on in their life and and then um, and then we all jumped in the ice bath or I don't know I helped them get through it and they found that actually quite hard and really you know they're competitive so they're proud that they pushed through and um, they've 
yeah, we're going to do it every couple of months. It's a really nice reset. And the next day the director called me and was like, you know, they were talking about it all day. And then things got heated. I could tell them, you know, go breathe. And yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible to share that with them. Yeah. I think that was, you know, it was a story that, um, that really grabbed me that, you know, it's also nice that a director or, you know, one of the, the heads of a department would think outside the box mm. and uh, and say, well, let's do this. It's yeah. different. And, yeah. and it is a bit of team building. So I, well done you. I mean, I never thought that I'd ever hear the day that someone was taking ice baths into work. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sure it is confronting to some people who may not mm. have wanted to be in an ice bath mm. in their swimwear or mm. boardies or whatever. So, yeah, it um, says a lot about the way we're changing in mm. the world and, and the things that we're embracing. To 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. Emma Shearman is my guest in the studio today. We've been talking about lots of different things, including breath work, ice baths, uh, the Wim Hof method. We've been talking about spearfishing, freediving, surfing and challenging yourself. Um, it's, um, yeah, Emma, it's so great to have someone, you know, so much younger in the studio today mm-hmm. speaking to us because, you know, I think we all add benefits and have interesting points of view to share with everybody. And, you know, our ageing fearlessly, the baby boomer mob, we're pretty adventurous these yeah. days. We're, we're unlike our parents were. I feel mm-hmm. that we're a much more adventurous generation. I know that your parents are very adventurous yeah. and a lot of your family friends are very adventurous in all they do. What are three things that you think are the most important things from this conversation that the listeners can benefit from? Yeah, so with the breathing, breathe through your nose. Uh, Try and get into a really calm state before you go to bed. Try the mouth taping. Try breathing through your nose when you're training um, or climbing flights of stairs. See if if you start to notice a difference. and be aware just if you are getting amped up, even myself, like if I get home, I have a ton of things to do and, you know, I can feel myself shallow breathing. I'm like, whoa, okay, just stop, relax, um, take a few breaths. And the second thing is, I guess, make time for the things that scare you. Mm. Um, not necessarily just the things you love, but yeah, the the thing that you have wanted to do for a long time but haven't made the time. For me, that was spearfishing, um, taking this leap from corporate world into starting my own business. You will find so much joy and learn and be wanting to learn. And it will just open up so many doors you can never imagined. So that would be my second thing. And my third thing is uh, make time or try and practice the small things in life that are quite hard. And find beauty in them because we're always going to get throwing curveballs. And if you can enjoy the process of um, effort and uh, do the small things that make you a better person, make you be more courageous, lion-hearted, calm, confident, 
you're going to be so much happier and that will just spread and inspire others. That's really great advice. And making time, I think Mm. that four-letter word time, (laughs) it gets in our roads so often and we make the excuse Mm. that I don't have enough time. Mm. I recently said to someone, "I'm, I'm going to stop saying Oh, I've just been really busy. It's almost like a cop out. Yeah. You know, if you really want to do something, you can make the time to do it. I wanted to ask you about who who um is inspiring you at the moment. Yeah. Uh in the field that I'm working in, Andrew Huberman is a neuroscientist and is doing amazing things of studying stress. Uh, sleep, breath work on the body. He has an incredible podcast called The Huberman Lab. The Human? Humor Huberman Lab, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N oh. Lab. Uh, and James Nestor, who wrote Breath. I find them incredible um, scientists and journalists and writers and bringing this, life to, this work to light. In spearfishing, I love Kimmy Werner. She's a Patagonia ambassador and has uh, just so genuine and authentic in her um, sport and has really inspired me to, you know, embrace being a huntress and um, going out there and learning and from the ocean and the land and not necessarily leaving that to the men. Just, I think there's so much power in women being able to um, catch something and cook and share. And... I have a pretty incredible family of scientists in the family and meditation um, really? instructors. And yeah, uh, in London, I'm a neuroscientist and a genetic scientist who I lived with when I studied in London. And then Mayan in Canada is a really close friend. Uh, she's a meditation teacher. And then my parents are incredible parents. So I, They are incredible yeah, parents. So, They're great. So I'm very lucky. Yeah. If people want to find out more or to follow you, how do they find you? Yeah, so uh, at sisu.life, S-I-S-U-U dot life uh, is my Instagram. And I put little, um, I try to just post with things that will help people. So not too much and just little tips on breathing and um, about breath work. And my website is www.sisu.life. And you can see some of the workshops and experiences that are coming up there. I'm doing some that are just specific for surfing and then other um, retreats if you're needing to get away. Well, it's been fascinating. I've wanted to have you in here since I heard about what you're doing. And I certainly am becoming these days much more conscious of my Mm -hmm. breath, my breath work. And there's a lot more I want to do as well and learn more. So perhaps I mm, might do what, one of your what is, um, resorts, what are, what, your retreats. What is something that's been on your list that you've wanted to do for a really long time? Well, I've started some of them this cool, year yeah. as my story room mm. was, which is such a great thing. Yeah. And I, I get very passionate about it because it's really, I know it's changing lives yeah. and not just the lives of the people in the audience but the lives of the people telling the stories yeah. because what I'm getting as feedback is amazing. I do want to have a go at surfing. Yeah, awesome. Um, it's, it's like so many types of sports that I've wanted to do that you have yeah. to give a few days a week to it. You can't yeah. just, like yeah, on a whim, I'll just go for a surf today. <laughs> when you're learning, you have to put that time and dedication in. And at the moment, I'm putting the time and dedication into other passions. Yeah. 
Um, but there's so many things to yeah. do. There are so many things to do. Yes. Yeah, so it's fun. like, you know, they talk about bucket lists. Um, you know, I've got a 44-gallon drum list <laughs> that just awesome. keeps, it's, it's endless, and yeah. uh, it, which is what I love. And I really, my podcast is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, having guests in that can share their world yeah. is really great. So, Emma Shearman, thank you. Thanks, Karen. Pleasure. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide